0: Hey, my name is Bill.
1: And my name is Danny, And we are a a couple
0: couple of Park Hoppers. hoppers. Mardi Gras season at Universal Orlando is in full swing, and we're going to discuss everything the event entails.
1: From concerts, food, themed entertainment, and more, we've got you covered. Let's
0: Let's hop to it.
1: it. I am very excited to talk about this event. And it is
0: Mardi Gras season here in Orlando, just like we said last week.
1: I know, it's deja vu. Right? But the reason I'm excited to talk about this event is because we kind of got a partial like, feel of it last time. A taste time. of it, if, taste, if you will. A taste of Mardi Gras last year, but... I didn't even know that this was a thing before I moved here. No, neither
0: did I. I wasn't very well versed in the annual events of Universal Orlando, but now that we've essentially seen a full year since the parks are somewhat back to normal, it's really cool to see all the events they do do. Do do. <laughs> Poop jokes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> On a couple of park poopers.
1: Uh, welcome. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know about it. I don't know about you, like, I had had you ever even heard of it?
0: No. I, I mean, I had heard that Mardi Gras had existed, but I didn't know, like, what kind of scale it was until I started seeing videos of the event, which has started already. It started on February 5th, but it runs all the way through April 24th. So you've got plenty of time to get down here and visit Universal Orlando to take part in their Mardi Gras celebration.
1: So we're going to go over everything. And first off, there's still plenty of time. If you're listening to this, this episode and you don't live in Florida and you're like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. You Book still, a trip! You still have time to come visit. <laughs> or if you're like, that sounds really fun, but it's just not in the cards for me, like between now and April. Make it happen. Make it happen next year, even.
0: Come on down and have some Zatarain's. <laughs> New Orleans rice, Zatarain's. Yes. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I can't I can't do that.
0: <laughs> or you sing like Louis Armstrong. Like, oh. I see trees of green. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Gotta love Louis Armstrong. <laughs>
1: Well, I am excited about again talking about this event, and it'd be funny if you did the whole episode in that voice, but it would hurt your throat. I mean, I could. No, don't. I can't. I can't take you seriously. What do you want to talk about next, Dana? <laughs> I can't. I can't take you seriously like
0: that. Want to talk about the food in Mardi Gras?
1: I think I want to talk about the concert oh. first. Singing
0: the songs like Louis Armstrong.
1: You got a good like. I don't know, like a a gravelly tone going on.
0: That's how we get the ladies. Louis, not me. Ah, okay, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis, shh. Quiet.
1: (laughs) Quiet, Louis. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: But speaking of music, like we were saying, (laughs) there are concerts at Universal's Mardi
0: Gras.
1: Now, here's the thing. I knew growing up at SeaWorld that they did concerts year-round. Uh-huh. I didn't know that Universal did it.
0: Neither did I, but I was always genuinely curious what that giant stage next to Rip Ride Rocket was for. It just seems like it's just there and not anything happening there, but now we know. There's things that happened there. There was a Christian rock festival there like a week ago.
1: So I'm going to be honest. I still don't see it as that like
0: I think big of was, a stage. I think if you saw it in action, I think you'd be very surprised. Cause it's a huge stage.
1: It just makes me think of like one of the many stages stages at like Fiesta at San Antonio. I've never been there. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You haven't. Um, <laughs> Fiesta is epic and, uh, or even like going to the rodeo, they have stages like that everywhere. And so I'm, but I am very excited to see it in action because the only time I've seen it in, in action is for lines for Halloween Horror horror Nights. nights. Yeah, exactly. So forgive me if I can't picture it because the only time I've been really near that stage is, well, praying for the line to go faster. right. But, all right, so let's talk about the concerts.
0: Yeah, so there's uh, there's quite a... uh An extensive list of concerts that are happening. A couple of them have already happened, unfortunately. But we're going to kind of go down the list here of who was and who is coming to Universal Orlando's Mardi Gras celebration. So we've had two concerts so far. Sugar Ray, 90s legends Sugar Ray. You know, every morning and uh, fly. You know, songs like that. Uh, They were here on February fifth. We unfortunately not uh, were not able to go to that. And then Diana Ross, legendary Diana Ross, was here last night, February twelfth. Unfortunately, we were not able to go to that as well. But there are a lot of cool concerts coming up.
1: Yes. So the next one that is coming up is on February 19th, Bare Naked Ladies. That's
0: a Saturday night, February 19th, Bare Naked Ladies, another 90s legend band. You're going to see hear a lot you got of Yeah, one week if I had a million dollars, you know, all those songs.
1: And then the
0: the Big Bang Theory theme song. That's
1: that that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then another uh Concert that I we were discussing uh-huh. that I very much want to see them perform one song is on February twentieth. Sticks is going to be here. I'm going to sticks. <laughs> I, I like grew up hearing that song at the Shamu show yeah. at SeaWorld San Antonio and them doing water work during that. So that song is like like amazing. But it was funny as when I got older, people used to be like, "Oh, isn't that the song that Cartman sings?" And I'd be like yeah i guess so sure have you heard have, do you remember that i do yeah Where he's like come the other way come the other way
0: <laughs> <laughs> he has to do it like
1: so he like has to say the song like for some reason yeah i
0: know what you're talking about
1: but so those are the next two concerts and then who do we have after that
0: um so going down the list in order we've got february 26 is john party i'm not entirely sure who that is but it looks like from his picture he's a country music star uh, features classic Nashville melodies and authentic country instrumentation. Okay. Um, we have uh, LL Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out," featuring DJ Z Trip on March fifth. Um, Marshmallow. Now, looking at the picture on Universal's website, it kind of looks like something similar to like that Dead He's Mouse a DJ. guy. Yeah, he's like a DJ, but he has like something over his head. It looks like a marshmallow. Yeah, Um, I've never heard of him. You've never heard of marshmallow? No, I mean if you've heard, if you play a song for me, I would.
1: I recognize his face. He's like a his
0: face or its face. Its
1: face, the (laughs) marshmallow's face. Yeah,
0: Uh, says one of the industry's top electronic music producers and DJs. He's collaborated with Khalid and Selena Gomez. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Up next, we have Lee Bryce. He is a another. Uh, country singer uh, he's got eight number one singles like i drive your truck <laughs> love like crazy and i hope you're happy now if i, I had if i had to draw <laughs> words out of a hat to create country song titles i think i would create all three of those <laughs> i drive your truck love like crazy and hope you're happy now
1: so i'm gonna be honest this is a concert that w- is on the top of my list because really? i used to dance to like a bunch of his songs did
0: you like it yeah did you love it
1: I wanted some Did, more of it. There you yes, go. I knew where you, you were going with drift. that. <laughs> nice, but he's he's wonderful, and he's actually fairly big in country. Is music. he really? Yeah, so I've that, heard the name. Um, I just don't know anything. He I does. think if I can attempt to drag you to that concert, I think you might like him. He he, from yeah. what I hear, he puts on a good show. Check it out. And that's on a Saturday, March 12th. Next is Sunday, March 13th. Becky G.
0: See, I don't know anything that Becky G. sings, but I know she was in the most recent iteration of the Power Rangers movie. She was one of the Power oh, Rangers and she was really that. good. I remember her being pretty good in that movie.
1: And it looks like she's a Latin artist, so yeah. I'm not quite as familiar, but I'm sure that that will be a really big concert as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I am hoping I'm saying it right. It's is a it Khalid because I I, there's so. a DJ Khaled and then there's a Khalid. I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm not sure. So I'm I'm sorry if you're listening Khalid. Um R&B singer, songwriter, Khaled has garnered six Grammy Awards. Wow, that's impressive. And uh, other numerous honors for such hits as Location, Talk, and Young, Dumb, and Broke. (laughs) Young, Dumb, and Broke. That was the uh, theme of my 20s. I only laugh because, like, (laughs) Young,
1: Dumb, and Broke, I'm like, ouch. (laughs) Uh,
0: That is Friday, March 18th at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Saturday, March 19th at 8.30, The Legendary Seal comes to Universal Orlando. Um, Songs like Kiss from a Rose, you know, that classic. Oh my goodness. Uh, He's he's earned multiple Grammy Awards, sold more than 30 million albums worldwide. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's Saturday, March 19th at 8 p.m. 8.30 p.m.
1: Next we have on Sunday, March 20th, we have Gavin DeGraw.
0: See... I would go see him, because I know his music, or at least some of it. Like, he had a couple of real big hits, like I Don't Want to Be and In Love with a Girl. Like, I know those songs big time. Yeah. Um, So, so that'd be kind of fun to hear those live.
1: I'm trying to remember, like, when he was popular. Was that Like, early 2000s? But that was, like, around, like, the Jason mraz like, Ryan Cabrera time. I want to
0: say Gavin DeGraw was huge in, like, 03, 04, maybe?
1: I feel like it was when I worked at Starbucks, but I could be wrong.
0: I'm going to look it up, see...
1: A lot of that like coffee, that sh- the coffee shoppy music was like really big. Like when I worked at Starbucks like forever ago and like right after that, uh, it looks like the- I'm not sure Let when see. that was
0: 2003. Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was still in high school. All right.
0: Oh. Oh, 2004. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was so also I was right. still in high school. Yeah. I was right. Uh, as always. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the last three uh, concerts, and Gavin DeGraw is on March 20th, uh, the last three concerts that they have listed for uh, the uh, Mardi Gras celebration, and that's Friday, March 25th, is at 8.30pm, is the Revivalists. I'm not sure who they are, but it says the Revivalist hits include Wish I Knew You, All My Friends, Soul Fight, and Keep Going. The band was named Billboard's Top New Rock Artist of 2017.
1: And then next we have on Saturday, March 26th, Jimmy Allen, multi platinum Grammy Award nominated artist, and then last but not least, oh, when is Jimmy Allen? Oh, uh, I said Saturday, March 26th.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: 8:30. And at 8:30, thank you. Um, and then I believe all the concerts are at 8:30. For the most part, but uh, last but definitely not least is probably somebody that they had to drop the big bucks to get.
0: This is going to be a very very busy concert.
1: Sunday, March twenty seventh at eight thirty, is Jason Derulo. TikTok
0: legend Jason Derulo. Yeah, what at, a revival he's had.
1: So uh, we the songs include "What You Say," "In My Head," "Savage mm, Love," "Trumpets," "Talk Dirty." Um, so. I mean, you're right. He,
0: Every one of those is a major hit.
1: I spent more time with Jason Derulo during lockdown than I did with other
0: people. Like <laughs> I, especially l- with the <sighs> beep,
1: beep, 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 that
0: stupid dance that started when <laughs> TikTok started. Oh, oh my goodness!
1: But the other thing is, like, how smart is that guy? So smart. Like
0: he capitalized on that that stupid music that was everybody was dancing sound. To and made and probably paid pennies on the dollar for the rights to use it and then created savage love and it's, it's like a mega hit
1: yeah but he's also fantastic in making tiktoks like, sure yeah that guy is a genius but he's got
0: a team that does it too
1: well but you know what i mean like the fact that he jumped on that when he did yeah, super smart and he's you can also tell that he enjoys doing it so it's don't sleep on TikTok, guys, whatever you do. And go follow us on TikTok.
0: For sure. At Park Hopper Show. We are climbing the charts, baby.
1: Yes. And we're we're working on continuing to make more content. And, you know, trends always happen. Jason Derulo is always on top of them. So uh, if you want to see the TikTok legend, he will be at Universal Studios for their concert. But that wraps up all of the concerts for Mardi Gras and i mean that's a really cool that's thing a great lineup so just like um like i was saying at SeaWorld, how they used to have like the free concerts included with your admission universal does the same thing and yeah. i think that's a huge part of like it's being, a draw it's being able to visit and yeah. on top of that like you have to go to make it worth it though because these events are so much fun i mean like you get admission and a concert yeah what's I better mean, than that yeah exactly
0: um, so it's like we said, the concerts are, are on Saturdays and Sundays, but Mardi Gras takes place every day between February 5th and April 24th. And so during those days that there isn't a concert, there's tons of other stuff to do as well. Right. Uh, one thing that does happen every day, except for April 1st, 2nd or 8th um, at, at the Mardi Gras celebration is the traditional Mardi Gras parade and there's all kinds of floats and beads being thrown, and I think we told you in last episode we are going to be on one of the floats, throwing beads to you guys on February 23rd. That is, what day of the week is that? That, that is a Thursday. That is a
1: th- no, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday
0: February 23rd. We're going to be on one of those floats, so so for, look out for us. If you know who we are and you see us on the floats, you wave us down. I'll be th- th- sure to throw like a dozen beads at you.
1: Yes, and... Guys, if you're like, wait, how do I get on a float? This is actually something that happens every year. Mm -hmm. Now, they open up the availability, and I believe it's pass holders, correct?
0: Correct, yes. So pass holders are eligible to be on the Mardi Gras floats, the rider spots, essentially, and they are unfortunately full. They do send out an email. Fortunately, we got a heads up that the email was coming um, from a friend of ours who got it before we did, um, and we were able to get signed up for a day that we wanted. But like I said, unfortunately, the all the spots have been reserved, but that email does go out. I think it was like mid to late January, somewhere around there where that Something email came out.
1: Something like that, yeah. Where they
0: were uh, trying to get people to sign up to do it, and... Um, we fortunately were able to sign up for the 23rd.
1: Also, a huge shout out to Universal uh, Customer Service. Yes. Because when we went to sign me up, I was actually working and I gave you my card because you, you know, were home at the time. Mm-hmm. And you were going to sign us both up. And I signed up no problem. Lo and behold, I had all of the issues. And not only did I try putting in the right card, I went and tried putting in an old card. I had too. Yep. And
0: neither and one of them worked.
1: Neither one of them worked. And but then we had
0: <laughs> friends that signed up at the same time. And, and were, after and after. And we were getting they were getting spots too. And it kept telling Danny that there was no more spots available, which didn't sound right. So we called and I can't remember her name to save my life and I'm sorry. Um, but she was wonderful on the phone, super helpful, and uh, ended up helping us secure Danny a spot as well. A couple
1: days later I ended up getting an email that said like, Hey, I got to add you to the reservation. Yeah, the confirmation. Uh, which was great, especially because, you know, those kind of things are really fun for us to do, especially to try out together, you know, as a couple, but also to talk to you guys about. And, you know, that was something we really wanted to do together. So I'm very excited about the parade. Now one thing I want to mention is we did have a taste of like the Mardi Gras yeah, parade, but not in the way that you think. Uh, last year during their Mardi Gras was the first year we really got to kind of see it at uh-huh. all because the previous year we, we didn't have Universal Passes. We got Universal Passes um, after the parks reopened. Now, what they ended up doing for Mardi Gras last year was they actually set up the floats all over the Universal side and they would have people come out, their performers, and they would toss beads at different intervals. So they weren't there like constantly. Yeah. But they, the interviews were pretty continuous. So yeah. they were just like taking breaks
0: and stuff. It, it was a really cool taste of the Mardi Gras celebration. Seeing the floats in person was really cool. All, all over the park, too. They were everywhere. Yeah. Um, they were on the you know the street over by the Passholder Lounge, over by the uh, Born Stuntacular show. They were over by Jimmy Fallon. They were down at the other end. It was very cool. Uh, all throughout the Universal Studios Florida side.
1: And also, they lit them up at night. Yeah. So we still got to see them lit up, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And they are much, just like any kind of float that has lights on it, it's always more stunning at night. And so I believe also during that time, as it was getting darker, the parks were closing, so we didn't get like a ton of time with them yeah. at night. So he- it's going to be awesome to be able to see them the way that it the parade is ex- like intended to be experienced.
0: Hey, theme parks, take note. Being open when it's dark is way cooler. Please be open later. Love, two
1: night owls. <laughs> you know, we,
0: you know, I know there's people that love to get up at six o'clock on vacation and run to the parks, you know, Ew. but that's just sounds so icky.
1: Ew, Bill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Alexis. Um, uh, but, you know, you can, if, if it's a staffing issue or an hours issue or a money issue, you know, I understand you're running a business, but honestly, the theme parks, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, everywhere is so much more magical at night when everything is lit up, and like Danny was just talking, how the Mardi Gras floats were lit up last year, and they look so much cooler when they're lit up, because the parades are at night, when they're, when they're actually running, like this year. The parades are at night, so everything's all lit up, and everything's, you know, LEDs and sparkles and beads flying. It's, it's really cool. So what... I'm asking for is maybe if it's a, like I said, if it's a money thing or an hourly thing or a staffing thing, let's compromise. Let's open a little bit later in the day and let's be open later in the day. So we can have these really cool moments at night. And Universal sent out a tweet the other day. And by no means am I like getting on you guys, but Universal sent out a tweet the other day saying that nighttime rides on Velocicoaster are better than daytime rides on Velocicoaster. (laughs) And every day it seems to me like Islands of Adventure is closing at 6 or 7 o'clock. Right. So why why are we doing that? Let's come on now.
1: I don't know why. I'm guessing it's a staffing thing for Probably. Right now. I'm I'm sure it is, but the thing is like I love being at the parks at like midnight. I miss being at the parks at like 2 or 3 in the morning. I
0: also love going to the parks after work, but when I get out of work and it's open for like another hour, hour and a half max, it doesn't feel worth going. Mm-hmm. But I love going to the theme parks at night, especially down here in the summertime, because it's not blistering hot during the day. It's it's I'm sorry, it's not blistering hot at night like it is during the day. It's like 10 to 20 degrees cooler at night. Instead of 95 you're getting like 75 to 80. Yeah.
1: It's still humid,
0: but it's it, but it's not nearly as hot and the sun's not beating on you.
1: Well, the uh, the funny thing about that is I was talking to one of my friends today who I work with, and her and I were discussing like sleep patterns. And she was telling me that she is, like, usually in bed by 10 p.m. That's crazy. And she's like, I'm usually up by, like, 6 or 7. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's not a thing for me. (laughs) I was, like, a small child, and my mom would be like, take a nap. And I'd be like, no, I want to talk to people. I want to talk to people. And that has, like, that's just part of the way, I guess, my brain and body works. But some people do like getting up early, but... I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. N- yeah,
0: never understand that. But hey, to each their own, whatever your body wants to do is is what you're what you're gonna do. But hey, theme parks. Come but on. Theme
1: parks, no. Let's, let's ma- be open later. Let's please. be open later, yeah, exactly. If you could like let's just say you could create a time frame. What time would you open? What time would you close?
0: Um I would say open at nine o'clock is a reasonable time, maybe ten. And I would be open till minimum 10 o'clock. Yeah, somewhere between 10 and 12 is a good reasonable closing time.
1: I would do like a 10 to 10 or like um, a 10 to 12 or even like an 11 to 11. Yeah. 11 to 11 does feel a little too late for to like give people their money's worth almost, especially if you've got like little kids. Yeah.
0: 10 o'clock is fine.
1: 10 o'clock. Or nine. But the other thing is you, what you do is you make the early morning hours like, on some days do, like, early park days or something. Yeah, But I also don't know. My, my question is more so, like, is that a want by more than just the people sitting in this room?
0: Because I, th- I think I it think is. I think there's a lot more people that want theme park nights. Yeah. For sure. I mean, think about it. We're We're not going to get too off track here before we start covering the rest of Mardi Gras here. But think right. about how amazing the Magic Kingdom is at night. How awesome the castle is when it's lit up, how Fantastic. awesome it is when Main Street is all lit up. Think about Galaxy's Edge. Think about Pandora. Think about everything they intended for you to see at night. How beautiful they yeah. are. And you can't because the parks just simply aren't open late enough.
1: I also grew up, like I we've talked about, going to SeaWorld. And there was nothing cooler than being able to do fun stuff at SeaWorld and then doing concerts late at night or going to Shiamu show at, like, 930, 945. Yeah. And like, from what I remember at least. And but you always did something like later. And
0: You know it's one thing that kind of just hit me real quick? What? Why I think I liked the SeaWorld Christmas celebration so much. Why? Because it was at it night. It was at night. Yeah. You know, the only time I had been to SeaWorld prior to that was during the day. And we went at night and just walking around, everything's all lit up. And, you know, obviously it's Christmas time and it feels different, but being in a theme park at night when everything's all lit up and everything just seems more magical, is it's such a better time to go, personally.
1: Right. And the thing is, when you're in a state that runs hot...
0: Yeah, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> it
1: seems more magical when you're not sweating through your <laughs> clothes.
0: Right, right. And it can definitely still be 80, 90 degrees at night, but it's better than 100, and it's better than the sun beating on you.
1: Yeah, so I do hope to see these, you know, the times go longer, but we'll see. It, se- it does seem like sometimes the parks are expanding their hours closer to their actual dates sure so but you know we'll see we digress with that for now
0: and it's getting darker later now so you're going to have to start being open later if you want any sort of darkness yeah
1: very <laughs> true
0: you know it's dark at like 6 15 6 30 now rather than the 5 five thirty it was a month ago right so, and then soon the the clocks are going to get pushed back and we're going to be an hour further back so Hopefully sometime in the near future. If you're listening, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, please be open later. We love the theme parks at night.
1: Pretty please. Now, speaking of going to the parks and spending money, Uh there is a store that is open. And if you've been following along with us or if you're a Universal fan, you know that one of the things that they do are tribute stores. Now, before I started going to Universal, before we started going to Universal together, I did not know what a tribute
0: store was. Neither did I.
1: Tribute, when I think of tribute, I think of like, here is a statue of this guy. (laughs) Um, But what a tribute store is, is actually just like a themed store, but they call it a tribute store. Right. And And there's
0: so many. They're just like crazy how quickly these things get built.
1: How much fun was the... uh, The
0: Jurassic Park one was
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, One thing I didn't realize, even though they are literally right next to each other, the tribute stores are built in the extended indoor queue of The Mummy. Oh, really? I Hmm. did not know that.
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Because I don't think I've ever been in that part of the queue for The Mummy. Yeah, I think it's just like when the lines were like super long years ago. Yeah. I think that's where like the the zigzags were inside there.
1: Oh, okay, um,
0: which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, the fact that they're right next door makes all the sense. But I thought it was literally just like an empty space that they just filled with tribute stores. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know?
1: I, I thought it was just like an empty space. But with with the Mardi Gras uh, tribute store and any of the tribute stores, um, the way that they do this is. Um, you are able to go in and enter the float factory to see how these amazing floats are created. And you make your way through every step of the process as you get a peek at sketches, materials, models, costumes, and more. And then for this year, for Mardi Gras, you can purchase masks, beads, t-shirts, tasty Mardi Gras themed treats. Um, and whatever is going on, it's always very fun. The way that they decorate it, it's very, very well done. And then you have themed merchandise. Now, my only thing about their treats is everything is always dessert.
0: Yes, yes. Well, desserts are the easiest thing to dress up and look nice.
1: I just really... I would love if they did a savory treat. I
0: completely agree with you.
1: Because the thing is, every time we go in there, I'm like, look how pretty.
0: I always lean savory over sweet. Yes, same. Always.
1: But uh, we have tried stuff from there. It's always been tasty, but... And we've also gotten some really great merch in there. So the Tribute Store is always a must, no matter what's going on. But when you go to Mardi Gras, uh, you have to make sure that you hit that.
0: And one thing to note, I know when Danny was talking about the, uh, the description for the Tribute Store, she mentioned that, you know t-shirts and masks were on sale um, there was some news that was released yesterday on february 12th saturday february 12th that uh, universal is updating their mask policy um, and universal said in a release on friday that they uh, guess will not have to wear masks indoors or outdoors if they're fully vaccinated um, those who are not fully vaccinated are encouraged keyword encouraged to wear face coverings while walking in indoor spaces but not required so um Looks like some positive movement there, I guess, in hopefully getting near the end of covid, maybe
1: yeah, i mean i I agree. I just i wish I, that I got no
0: problem with you wearing a mask. I got no issue with that, but if I'm comfortable being fully vaccinated, i don't know I don't think I should be forced to wear one,
1: so I have no issue wearing a mask inside right now because especially because of. The fact that they don't require vaccination status and you know for a fact that people who aren't vaccinated aren't gonna wear a mask on their face but
0: at this point it's all about protecting yourself and getting the vaccine and protecting yourself and making sure that you don't get sick enough to go to the hospital it's not going to stop the spread you can still get it but it's all about protecting yourself if you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable not wearing one then Albeit, you shouldn't have to.
1: I understand, and I'm—I do think it's a step forward. But I am all for show your vaccine cards before you oh, come to the park. T- totally,
0: <laughs> totally. You
1: can have—you can have mine right now. Yeah, like, I'll carry it
0: with me. I don't care. Like, I've got a digital version on my phone.
1: And here's the thing. I I dare anybody to say anything different. If you're against showing your vaccination card, I, I will bet you $1,000 you're not
0: vaccinated. <laughs> that's true. Come one, that's come true. all. Yeah. Let's go. Uh-oh.
1: Anyway, Yikes. we're moving on. Yes, we
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to note that we didn't have to wear masks anymore. So,
1: we, yeah, we don't have to wear masks, but now we can wear Mardi Gras masks yeah. at Universal, so that's really We'll wear fun. the ones over our
0: eyes instead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, so with some people, you're know, like a masquerade. A masquerade. <laughs> um, you know what, guys? I'm over masks, so I may not wear yeah, a mask nothing over on my anything. face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So that's uh, some pretty exciting stuff about the tribute store. I can't wait to go check that out and see what's going on in there.
1: Speaking of things that we don't have to do anymore, don't get to do anymore. What's that?
0: Fantasmic. No, don't <laughs> don't I'm still putting it in the universe, guys. Don't make. I don't me know if you cr- saw my tweet the other day.
1: Don't make me cry. I'm still hurting but Mar- about watching Magic Happens earlier. But, but
0: March 12th is the two-year anniversary of the last Fantasmic show at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Make it happen, Disney. Bring it back March 12th. It's a Saturday night. It's it's a perfect night, a nice busy night for you. Let's bring it back, and let's let's do the damn thing.
1: Side note, Magic Happens premiered February 28th was closed March 12th. was only open for two weeks. Bring it back to Disneyland, please. <laughs> yeah, because we want to
0: go and see it. There we go. Yes. <laughs> um, but one more thing that's uh, a staple. You want? you have something to add?
1: Yeah, so it's saying one thing we don't get to have anymore. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Is the lanyard. Oh,
0: I know. It's such a bummer.
1: So guys, if you've been listening to us for a while, you have heard us rave about the lanyard at Universal, how amazing it was, how it was one of the best parts of going to Mardi Gras, how you could buy it and you could get all these amazing things and use your lanyard and yay 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 and done. They took it away. <laughs> so, it's it's kind of a bummer, but I do understand kind of why they did. I do think that the lanyard that they were doing was, they were probably losing a lot of money.
0: Probably. I know the 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 markup on small food items like that isn't that crazy. But last year they had a tasting lanyard for annual pass holders. That I remember, this price was sixty five dollars, but you got fifteen punches.
1: And so that made it about what, like four dollars? It was
0: four dollars and thirty three cents per item.
1: Well, the thing is, which is a
0: heck of a deal. But
1: when you were getting food items that were like twelve dollars each,
0: right? On their on their board, they had. Prices, individual prices, if you were going to go, go buy one thing individually, there was prices that ranged from like $7, 8 9 to $12, 13 for these items, and you were getting them all for a punch.
1: Right. Now, they have since gotten rid of that to the dismay of
0: Yeah, the a world. lot of people are unhappy about yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people are you know, unhappy. Disney's going through a lot of uh, criticism right now, but Universal got a lot of flack for that.
1: Yeah. Now, what they did replace it with was some kind of a gift card.
0: Yeah, it's called a, a Universal Orlando Resort Food and Beverage Card.
1: And basically, it's it's kind of similar to the lanyard, except for this, you pay. Let's see. You for pay the-
0: list prices for items, though. That's the thing, because um, with the food and beverage lanyard card, um, there's a bunch of stuff that you can choose from on the Mardi Gras menus, but. You're if you get this card, you're not paying full price, but you're almost kind of paying full price for these items yeah. because you're paying sixty five dollars for a seventy five dollars seventy five dollar beverage card and Lanyard, um, or your other option is to pay one hundred and twenty dollars for one hundred and fifty dollar value for your beverage card and food card.
1: I mean, when I think when I do think about it, uh, oh, and it, I just actually saw this, but well, when I think about it. If you and I split it 60 bucks each, that's not bad, especially no. after multiple visits. And it, there's no limit on the quantity for purchase. So right. You can buy as many as you want. And there's no expiration date. So it sounds like you can actually use this in other places, perhaps.
0: Yeah. And, and then, but the only issue I think I have with this really is when we look at the menu. And I don't have it in front of me right now with prices on it, but I believe that uh, there was a lot of things on the menu that were, you know, the same prices, like the eight, nine dollar, twelve dollar, that kind of thing. So instead of, you know, you're getting a pretty good deal if you're paying 120 for 150 dollar value, but you're also paying much more per item, so you're getting less value out of it.
1: Yeah, like even just if I pull like one thing out of the air, like. A, a tiny plate of, like, arepas. Do you remember? It was just yeah. one last year, right? It was one, yeah. That's $10. That's
0: crazy. Hopefully, hopefully they're upping the quantity of the food um, and with the price increases, or maybe they're going to get a lot more flack for this.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, there's also different things that we are going to be trying in person this year and kind of reporting back, because yeah. the thing is, we can't poo-poo it before we no, experience not. it but it is a disappointment because
0: there's is- such a good deal and it was like it was really fun to go get lanyards we i got multiple lanyards last
1: year yeah we we got multiple lanyards and on top of that like there's it's so much more fun when you're like oh i want that here punch my card right
0: like we did at the SeaWorld christmas celebration how great was that
1: yeah now SeaWorld is the only like one who has something like that and right. even they up their price this year.
0: Right. But it's still the punches, so it's it's a much better value than buying the the dishes individually at the uh 7 Seas Food Festival.
1: Yeah, which we will be covering at some point. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so we did say RIP to the lanyard and I guess we're going to test out the uh the food and beverage card and, you know, see how see how it goes
0: now what i'm curious about and if you guys have already bought a beverage card or lanyard that's more than 120 dollars report back to us but with it saying that there's no limit on the quality in the quantity for purchase i wonder if the deal gets better if you keep going higher
1: my guess is the 120 like they're selling 150 dollars lanyards yeah that's that would be my guess
0: because you think like 65 for a 75 120 for 150 maybe like 200 for a 250 type of thing you know what i mean it gets better as you go higher
1: yeah like 200 for 150 you mean like Two,
0: no uh, <laughs> yeah sorry 200 250 for 200
1: okay i see what you're saying yeah um i don't know i think that's something that we're going to get to find out about when we're there in person sure. and as you know we will be reporting back to you uh-huh. guys to let you know how that goes um my hope is they bring back the lanyard but those seem to be, you know, a thing of the past. Maybe this
0: food cart is one and done. Maybe the backlash is too strong and maybe they bring back the lanyard next year for a little bit more expense or a little bit higher price, but they bring back the lanyard in the iteration it was before. Yeah. Who knows? Customer feedback is very important to these theme parks. You should always give it. Yes.
1: Always. 100%. Just don't Yeah <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Don't be a jerk.
1: Yeah. Feedback, but don't Karen. Yep. But... We are going to actually talk about, lastly, um, the food the, items. the things that you can get with that card. Is it still a lanyard, would you say? That it's, it's on a lanyard. It's still on a lanyard? Yeah. Okay. So
0: it's like a food card, like a gift card that you like
1: swipe, I think. But it's not like a punchy lanyard. No, anymore. no, no.
0: But it, they give it to you on a lanyard, I believe. Okay. So yep. it like goes in like a little pouch.
1: Okay, that's good. That's a good thing. You don't yeah. want to have to keep pulling stuff out no. of your pocket, especially
0: Universal, where you got to put your stuff away constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go down the list of food. Um, we're not going to cover drinks because that's not what we do here. It's just things we can skip. If you're interested in the drinks, you can look up the menus uh, on your. On, now do we want to mention?
1: Now do we want to mention any drinks? If it's like. Mardi Gras-ish or do we want to just pass
0: by those uh, for today? W- as we're scanning the menu we can, if something jumps out if at you then yeah. you know, call it out. But uh, all around the Universal Studios floor side, there are several booths. Um, And the first area is the New Orleans area, and that's located in the Gramercy Park near Racer, New York starring Jimmy Fallon. There's four food and drink kiosks over there, like kind of in a big square. And so definitely go check this area out. But first, we're going to start with the king cake. And that is a traditional king cake with cinnamon swirl icing and colored sanding sugar. Um, it says the item may also be boxed up so you can take it home. So that's pretty cool. Um, up next, we have the, the Mardi Gras New Orleans Classic Beignets. And those those are sweet fi- fried pastries and powdered sugar, not boozy beignets or wet bread, as Daniel would call them.
1: <laughs> They're so good. Um, real quick before we move on, um, just briefly, um, do you know the whole thing about king cake and the baby? I don't. Okay, so when you get a normal king cake, okay. um, the way it works is you... You put it out on the table and people slowly eat it. Okay, and uh, there's a baby baked into the cake, What? Like a little
0: plastic baby. <laughs> there's a baby in the cake. <laughs> there's a ba- like you put a baby in the oven? Look, like there's usually oh, like that's a weird, <laughs> but it's supposed
1: to symbolize like luck and prosperity to whoever finds it. No. So my curiosity is if they have like if it's like a traditional king cake or if that's a choking hazard Oh,
0: that's weird. So I don't like that.
1: Yeah, so that's uh that that's something that I would like to find out. But all right, so we got king cake, we got beignets. Yep.
0: The Mardi Gras marshmallow pie made what? with fresh-made mar- <laughs> marshmallow graham cracker cookies, chocolate and Mardi Gras sprinkles. Ooh.
1: Then we have the Cajun twisted frank.
0: I'm really looking forward to trying this.
1: So that's like a, a hot dog this year. It's not like the same thing that they had previously, right? It's not right? the
0: andouille sausage that, was, that was, was in there last year. The, that was the best dish at Mardi Gras last year. The yeah. twisted tater with the andouille sausage and that spicy queso that they had with it.
1: Yeah, and you had to pay extra for the queso. But as we've said on this show, if they offer queso, always, always get, get it. the queso. <laughs> um, next, we had the muffaletta. Which
0: was also excellent last year.
1: So that's a mortadella salami ham mozzarella and provolone cheese olive relish on a toasted sesame seed bun and you had you had a had a muffaletta before last I'd had year s-
0: like similar stuff
1: but do, you liked that right i loved the
0: muffaletta i think year.
1: we got it multiple times yeah we did. they made it way better than we thought they would
0: i would love to find a place and if you guys know of a place in orlando within like 20 minutes of the parks where i can get a good muffaletta sandwich please let me know because i love muffaletta
1: well and also we need to um I would like to hear that as well. The only place I know of is Jason's Deli, okay. and we still need to And they go have muffled there. there? They do. I grew Ooh. up eating those at Jason's Deli. Sounds
0: good. Jason's Deli, here we come. We're looking <laughs> for a sponsor, too. <laughs> wink, wink.
1: Always looking for sponsors.
0: Yeah. Um, the chicken and andouille sausage jambalaya. That sounds really good, too. Mixed rice with andouille sausage, chicken, shrimp, peppers, tomatoes, finished with a spiced crawfish. Hopefully out of the show. That
1: was really good.
0: Yeah, the Jambalaya was awesome. I don't know if there, was there sausage in there last year? Yes. There was? Okay, so yeah, that's the same one they had, and it was really good.
1: I don't know if you remember, it was like they didn't have a ton of pieces of sausage. It was like the little quarters of sausage. Oh, Like little coins almost. Right, right, right. right. Um, And they were, they had a kick to them, is what I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Next is the shrimp gumbo with rice, New Orleans-style gumbo with gulf shrimp, bacon, andouli sausage, okra, and bell pepper served over white rice.
0: Sounds really good, too.
1: Yeah, I I remember I prefer the jambalaya, but I remember that being very excellent.
0: Uh, up next, we have the Cajun twisted tater, and then the Cajun twisted frank with chorizo queso. So it's basically a hot dog on a stick inside of a twisted tater, a twisted tater with chorizo, spicy queso. Right. Flash fried ribbon potato, lin- thinly sliced, skewered, and stuffed with a Nathan's famous foot long hot dog. Yeah. So, yeah, I will definitely be eating most of the things on, on this <laughs> my, Mardi Gras menu.
1: My mom loves Nathan's hot dogs.
0: Nathan's hot dogs are good.
1: Like, I guess it's a New York thing. It's
0: definitely a New York thing.
1: Um, all right. So that is everything. And what, what section was that in? That
0: was in the New Orleans section, Planet Mardi Gras. And that's over by uh, Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon.
1: Okay. Excellent. Uh, and do we... St- oh, it looks like we still have yeah, more in that section. Yep. We still
0: got some more. Uh, we've got a food stand over next to Mel's Drive In. You know, it's it's in between um, Race from uh, Race through New York and Mel's Drive In in that like crossover area, um, and that's where you can get the legendary crawfish and shrimp boil. And it's a mixed bag of crawfish, shrimp, and dewy sausage, red bliss potatoes, and corn on the cob. Um, I had this last year. What did you think of this?
1: Uh, bad.
0: I didn't like it, and I love seafood. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of peel and eat shrimp, and the crawfish was just kind of not great. The sausage was really good, and the corn on the cob was really good. But those were the stars of the dish. And when the sausage and the corn on the cob are the stars of a shrimp boil, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Right. And so they also had a cra- crawfish boil, uh, which is a uh, crawfish and dually sausages, red bliss potatoes, corn on the cob. Now the problem with this was they gave us this little bowl and then they dumped some seasoning on it. Yeah. Uh, but then when you were peeling everything off, it peeled off all the seasoning, seasoning so everything was very bland. That's
0: my biggest issue with the peel and shrimp and the crawfish is because by the time you get to the part you have to eat, the seasoning isn't there.
1: Like, the potato was the best part, from what I remember. Yeah, the
0: potatoes were great, and the sausage was great, and the corn on the cob was good.
1: But they gave us, like, one little piece of sausage. Right. Now, I know in the past they've actually done boils where you pay, like, a higher amount of money and it's they like just, all you can eat right? it's all you can eat yeah, yeah.
0: i think it was like thirty or 40 or something like that
1: and i don't know if they'll ever bring that back i hope they do at some point but um i'm curious if that like is if it's a little different when you do it like that yeah but
0: so uh yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in the crawfish boil definitely go check it out give it a try i mean maybe we re- we got it on a bad day i don't i don't know the, the the rest of the, the the menu there was stuff we've already gone over the beignets and the Mardi Gras marshmallow.
1: Oh, got it, got it.
0: Okay. Um, we have the next uh, section is in Italy, and it's located at Louis Italian Restaurant in the Gelato Window. And we've got a tomato basil arancini fried risotto with filled with tomato basil mascarpone and a spicy arrabbiata sauce.
1: That sounds like a fancy.
0: Uh, I love risotto. Uh,
1: you love risotto? I do.
0: Remember the risotto we had under the shrimp at the Christmas thing? Oh, yeah. That, that was really good.
1: good. Okay. That sounds yummy. That that was a lot of like words I feel like yeah. I wasn't familiar with. But I would definitely try that. Um, next in Italy is the meatball garlic bread press slider. Italian meatballs topped with mozzarella cheese. Stuffed between two slices of Texas garlic <laughs> toast.
0: Holy cannoli. That <laughs> sounds so good. Welcome
1: to Italy. Have some Texas toast.
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's essentially just garlic garlic bread with cheese i know
1: it just sounded funny um
0: but that sounds amazing uh, yeah take a my meatball money now. sandwich with mozzarella stuffed between texas toast yes mama
1: yeah that sounds so yummy and i think mostly in italy after that we have a lot of liquor
0: yeah there's a lot of drinks there go check out the menu go to UniversalOrlando.com and check out the menus there um we have a floridian booth Cape Canaveral, and that's located next to Lombard's Seafood and Grill. And the first item they have there is a sweet corn johnny cake, and it's pulled jerk pulled jerk jackfruit. Well, wow, I'll say that ten times fast. Pulled jerk jackfruit, blood orange crema, uh, avocado, and yellow mole sauce.
1: Have you ever eaten cooked jackfruit?
0: I've never had jackfruit.
1: It is delicious. Is it really? So It's
0: a meat substitute for a lot of people who don't eat meat, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, jackfruit is absolutely delicious if cooked correctly. Because I've also gotten canned jackfruit okay. to try. And it's terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Like fresh jackfruit is is amazing. But when they use it as a meat substitute, it tastes almost exactly like chicken. Huh. It, it's It's shocking. I'd try it. I would definitely try it. I'm kind of concerned about the blood orange crema that sounds like it would make me run in the other direction i'm
0: always somebody who will try anything
1: i would definitely try this because i like i said i really like jackfruit and you don't get to try it very often also
0: whether i eat it again or not is the real question
1: well after that is shrimp and avocado ceviche poached shrimp marinated radish blood orange sorbet
0: it's a lot of blood orange Ooh. in the floribian booth oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> uh, next comes buttermilk strawberry shortcakes marinated strawberries Basil, mascarpone cream, and orange blossom honey on a buttermilk biscuit. somebody make an orange deal or something for this booth? <laughs> like, is It this sounds <laughs> interesting. I think I'd try that. Are we sponsored by oranges?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, and then next comes our buttermilk lemon blueberry shortcakes. Blueberry compote. Ha- compote. Basil, mascarpone cream, orange blossom honey on a buttermilk biscuit. Hmm. On a buttermilk biscuit.
0: <laughs> Both of those sound pretty good. I'd try it.
1: And then next comes the conch fritters. Flash fried conch served with grilled pineapple and a pineapple remoulade. Remoulade. I am terrible at pronouncing We've things. gotten a lot of
0: feedback saying that when we read menus for festivals, people get a kick out of it. Ugh, because you're so bad I'm at sorry. it. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry and you're welcome.
1: Um, I just, I just, uh, anyway.
0: Hey, no problem. There's one there's one item on the next booth that I'm really really intrigued by. And that is the Fusion Machine Planet booth located next to Men in Black Alien Attack. It looks
1: so pretty. And
0: the first one is Creole crab beignets, and that's the one I'm talking about. We've got Cajun brown sugar dusted beignets stuffed with creamy crab dip and scallions. I feel like that could be really good or horrendous.
1: It's the brown sugar.
0: Yeah, but brown sugar goes good with with savory things.
1: Yeah, but the, my concern is my whole, like, if it's supposed to be savor, why are you making it sweet yeah, kind of a thing? Yeah, we should at least try it, right? Oh, I'll definitely try it, but, like, give me the... You know what? If it's a beignet, I feel like just that whole thing, it's going to be one of those things where it might be, like, one of our favorite things that we try.
0: This This booth is really interesting, guys. There's a lot of, like, weird combinations that you wouldn't expect. From food booths, yeah. And as we go down, you're gonna understand what we're talking about. But like, look at the last one: creamy crab dip and brown sugar beignets. Like, that's a, a combination that I never would think of.
1: Yeah. Well, the next one is very interesting. Yeah. It's the <laughs> ube. There you
0: go. <laughs> Ice cream
1: bubble waffle. <laughs> there you go. I think. Well, I
0: don't know if it's ube or ubi or ub. Uub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the oob ice cream bubble waffle um purple sweet potato ice cream in a matcha green tea bubble waffle topped with marshmallows toasted coconut strawberry pocky sticks those are and awesome by popping the way. candies
0: um have you ever heard of sweet potato ice cream because i haven't
1: no but it sounds delicious i
0: w- i'm really really intrigued it by that sounds
1: very starchy though it yeah. just sounds like frozen mashed potatoes well that was
0: <laughs> remember the um what was that cone that they had at Storybook Treats, the Ursula cone? That was like cream cheese soft serve or something. I really <laughs> liked that, but it sounded kind of gross. What was this the thing that made it sounds gross? sounds gross, but it's probably really good.
1: What was the thing that made it gross? The, the oh.
0: Coke at the bottom? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Soda made it worse.
1: Well, uh, here's the thing. Any ice cream that is surprising for me, I will try. Because one of my favorite ice creams I've ever tried, and I'm very sorry if you gag at this, is when we went to... <laughs> the boston, oh no the, the oh. boston pickle fair the horror and i got pickle ice cream <laughs> and it was so good oh it's
0: so gross
1: and, I, I don't the know the ice
0: cream consistency is not supposed to taste pickly
1: but it didn't it's it's hard to explain Blech. but it was delicious <laughs> oh, my my family is a pickle family Ugh. so oh, i like
0: pickles in moderation but not as an ice cream flavor Or beer flavor, for that matter. But we're not going to get into that.
1: But what I'm saying is where, in my humble opinion, the pickle ice cream was delicious, and I thought... I didn't even think it was going to be good. But a purple sweet potato ice cream will probably be pretty good. Okay. So.
0: That's fair. Um, Real quick... Uh, after the next item, I want to do. I do want to read one drink because this sounds really delicious. Um, but the carrot cake concoction is the final food item at this dish, uh, at this uh, at this booth here, and it's a frozen carrot cake slush topper with purple ube ice cream. I'm not sure what a s- carrot cake slush topper is, but it sounds like something I'd be willing to try. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but the drink I wanted to ri- uh, to to read was the junk barge fuel, and that is screwball peanut butter whiskey kahlua. Monin Caramel, Mexican Chocolate Bitters, Agave Nectar, and Ice Coffee. Yo. Doesn't that sound amazing?
1: That sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing, but it also sounds like...
0: Chocolate, caramel, peanut butter, iced coffee, basically. My only, with alcohol. My <laughs> only
1: hesitation about this is that the, the sweetness. Okay. Um, it sounds amazing. I'm just hoping it's not overly sweet, because that sounds like a hangover in a glass.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't drink them all day. You just... Have one.
1: One, if it's sweet enough.
0: A hangover? Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> um, The next booth is the India Floral Planet, and that's located over by Woody Woodpecker's Kids Zone, right next to uh, ET. And uh, we have the Vegetable Vindaloo, and that is the Romanesco Cauliflower Florets and Sweet Potatoes, braised in a hot and sour broth served with basmati rice.
1: Next is the Chana Masala, Spiced chickpea curry served with tomato and onion salad, uh, basmati rice, and naan bread.
0: Up next, we have the vegan golden chai chocolate blondies. And that is chai spiced vegan dessert bar with dark and white vegan chocolates.
1: Uh, Next is potato, pea, and carrot samosas served with green chutney. I
0: don't know what a samosa is. Do you?
1: No, but every time I say chutney, I just think of Schmidt from New Girl. (laughs) He's like a chutney. Um, No, I don't know what a samosa is. It basically looks like it's a... looks like
0: it's a savory fried pastry traditionally stuffed with spices, potatoes, and other veggies. So that sounds kind of good.
1: So bread stuffed with things. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) I, I think maybe... I think that's the dish we just read.
1: And when I say bread stuffed with things, I mean that... All over this festival, they're going to do bread stuff with things, and I'm here for it. They kind
0: of look like uh, almost like there'd be crab orangoon consistency. Oh, yeah, kind of. um, With fun stuff inside. Um, So that's it for the India booth. And uh, we have the Southeast Asia booth, Volcano Planet, also located near Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. And uh, there's a lot of things at this uh, booth that I think I want to try. Oh, okay. And there's the first one, there's the Papas Bravas. Crispy roasted potatoes, salsa bravas, garlic aioli, and parsley.
1: Next is the savory sopa pia, roasted butternut squash, pumpkin seeds, salsa, and cilantro.
0: The shrimp las- laksa. Wow, I'm struggling here. Shrimp laksa with shrimp, tofu, chicken, hard-boiled eggs, Asian noodles, and a spicy coconut curry broth.
1: Okay. Say you get so two it's like for, a soup. You get two for the price of one today with us. Um, next is the ru jai mo. Braised pork, Thai chili peppers, mustard greens, cilantro, and a soft griddled bun.
0: What do you think of that booth? It sound pretty good to you?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. I think I would try anything at least once, uh, but I also am not quite sure about, like, Eating like soup during the summer.
0: Sure. Well, this isn't during the summer.
1: I know, but it still is going to start to get hot soon. Yeah,
0: but it's still February, and it's supposed to be cool for the yeah. next couple of days. Um, over at Central America Comet Cruising, also located by Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone in the Kid Zone Pizza Company, um, we've got choripan with French fries. That's grilled chorizo, garlic mayo, chimichurri. Tomato and onion cortito split-top roll. That sounds really good.
1: That does it sound really good.
0: Um, the salchi Papas. <laughs> and that's chorizo, chipotle ketchup, dijonese, tomato, and onion cortito on crinkle-cut fries. That also sounds really good to me.
1: Uh, I've noticed Universal loves to do this chipotle ketchup thing.
0: Chipotle ketchup is excellent.
1: I don't like ketchup.
0: We're not talking about salsa rosada, like mayo and ketchup mixed. This uh-huh. is this is different. It's like a spicy ketchup.
1: I know. I remember trying it last time and was kind of like, that is a weird taste on my mouth. Um, on your mouth. On my mouth. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, but I think all of those I would definitely try. Uh, next is Brazil, located at Café La Bamba patio. And this
0: is the last booth uh, on the menu here,
1: and I will say already just by looking, uh, we have tried these, yeah, and they are excellent. Uh huh. So let's go ahead and go through those,
0: yeah. So the first one was the pulled chicken koshina and that was crispy pulled chicken teardrop fritters. I think next to the uh, the twisted tater with the sausage and the queso, I think that was probably the best thing that they had at the festival last year.
1: Yeah, I I would definitely, you know, like I I feel like they were neck and neck almost. I just wish
0: there was more of them because they were like these little chicken balls, fried chicken balls. They were really good.
1: Yeah. And then next was the Romeo and Juliet Cosina. How do you say that? Cosina. Cosina. Guava and cheese filled pastry bites. Mm. And then last is the beef cosina. I don't think
0: they had that last year. They
1: definitely didn't because we would have tried it. Yeah, Tender beef filled crispy risole. And so uh, let's... uh, I think those sound amazing. Yeah,
0: that Brazil booth is uh, is spectacular, and that's located at Cafe La Bamba Patio. Um, so, yeah, that is the menu for food, at least uh, for the Mardi Gras celebration here at our Universal Orlando Resort. This year, 2022, again, you guys can get a Universal Orlando food and beverage card. You can get $75 worth of food and drinks just for just $65 or get $150 in food and drinks for $120 and cards are available for purchase at food kiosks all around the event.
1: And just a reminder to tell the people, does Mardi Gras come with your entrance into the park? Sure does. So make sure that you get here in time to check it out. Um, We're so excited to be visiting these events because, as we talked about more recently, it's been kind of slow around the parks recently. There just hasn't been a lot of new stuff. So, getting to experience these things like Mardi Gras in its full Universal Studios glory is going to be amazing. So, we're excited to go visit it. We're excited to bring it to you. And we're just excited for everything that 2022 has to offer.
0: Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms.
1: Be sure to follow at Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok.
0: Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more.
1: For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of And
0: until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.